0: Ashamed. This is a dual appreciation. <laughs>
1: Isn't it though? <laughs> this is absolutely. I got to thank you first for uh, is suggesting to do uh, a show like this because I don't know about you. But, in my life, there are certain subjects, especially if you're you're into a technical field or you're an artist or you're you're into something that's dense, uh, music certainly fits that. If you're into something like that, the uh, the people who might also appreciate that musical form can be somewhat limiting sometimes. And so when you find somebody like Frank yeah. who's very idiosyncratic oh, yeah. and extremely, what he is a lot of other people's eyes kind of go uh, kind of glaze over and their head kind of separates from their neck and it's on a little balloon string and it goes upstairs and they yeah uh-huh uh-huh this gentleman was the 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 one of the greatest composers of the 20th century and uh i don't think you can talk about him
0: enough oh yeah not just like jimbo couldn't talk enough about vickensade <laughs> uh there you couldn't stop i mean there's just so much of it and it's so rich and being able as i get older to appreciate more and more of it it is just a wonder it's a gift that keeps on giving (laughs) yeah and he was just this world could use another frank it's a shame that he had to go when he went because yeah especially the last few years Everybody could have used a little Frank Zappa. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of
1: fact, I think it would have been fascinating to see his his take on the recent, uh, certainly the recent political scene, because he was already doing that back in '88 and '68 and '78, and and, 68 and, 78 and, and uh, you know, kind of pulling the wool right off.
0: You know. Oh yeah, there are more trouble coming every day, <laughs> right on down the line. Yeah, always. You are always what you is. Uh, these are, in fact, these are I'm all... surprised they haven't come and canceled him for things like You Are What You Is. Yeah, there's a. It is funny. It is funny.
1: Uh, I, I guess it's just because he is. He's become such a, an iconic figure. Many know the man's name and have no idea what he did. None, None. whatsoever. Don't, you know? And it's, or they have this impression of him some wild guy who, you know, bites the heads off chickens on stage or does something bizarre. And it's so weird because he never did anything. Oh, he did weird things on stage. Oh, he did. But, but never like that.
0: You know? No, and he was one of the bands in that time. I mean, everybody else had flower power and doing all these, you know, recreational substances. Yeah, about as much as he got into recreational substances, from what I can see, was the beer at the end of everything.
1: That's exactly right. As a matter of fact, let me play this.
0: Okay. This is Frank Zappa from the Mothers of Invention. Hi,
1: wanna die? Start today, use a little speed. You got five years. Rot your mind, rot your heart, rot your kidneys. Cucaracha, a public service announcement of the Do It Now Foundation. Now, do you remember that spot? Because I do. And this was late 60s, early 70s. And I thought for, I guess everybody thought, why is this guy? And he's talking, you know, I wasn't a speed user. But I think everybody kind of imagined that anybody that was in that world was going to be deep into that, you know, stuff.
0: And he also said speed will turn you into your parents.
1: That's right. That's another one of those same spots, same same organization. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) he knew who he was talking to yeah um and and vehemently against it and of course never allowed it in his in his bands or uh
0: yeah no that's why that's kind of how we got little feet He threw the potheads out of the band and the druggies (laughs) and they put together little feet
1: (laughs) true it was 1969 oh my god laurel george yeah just a great loss there too but yeah just no, no no, patience for that kind of stuff. And, 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 you know, I mean, you look at the kind of material the guy was recording, the the time signature shifts, the, the multiple genres within one piece of music. You, you, you had better be on your, your A game if you're going to play this kind of stuff.
0: Well, he caught me. I was probably six or seven years old, and my older cousins had the Freak Out album yeah so for me i didn't know what a time (laughs) signature was (laughs) and it wasn't till much later that i real i just had these songs in my head and i didn't ever until i started playing music and tried to play it Mm -hmm. had any understanding that he wasn't just playing it's normal time yeah
1: I think I was I was 10, and it was 1966, and I came across Freak Out and had no context. Absolutely zero. Think about what was out in 1966. There was no context for that kind of music at all. I mean, everything no, was- Hendrix wasn't
0: here yet. I mean, it was like surf music. Um, right. Yeah, That was before the summer of- it. For all yes. intents and purposes, that was the first psychedelic album. It really, really was. Certainly the first double album
1: of, of you know, co- concept album. But you go back and listen to that stuff now, and it's like, there are things. Yes, he got he got better players to put his his work across through his career. But that idea, that continuity that we talk about all the time, that particular thing, that started with the first album all the way to the very last note he ever played. It was definitely one big note as he used to say but uh yeah well
0: and the bio on the album fascinated me as a kid because it basically said sometimes he shows up like they had gigs without <laughs> him and sometimes <laughs> Frank would show up but he had these guys who he taught how to make all this music
1: yeah in his earlier days, w- where I think it's, it's probably what he ended up calling Studio Z back back when he bought that that recording yeah, studio from home, that gonna, chat. Yep. yeah, where the guy built what was it a five track machine? I think that's yeah. what it was. He he built his own machine that so they recorded tons of stuff. Not the Mothers, but you yeah. know in his early days, but a lot of stuff on those machines. And apparently, uh, the lovely and talented Joe Travers who is the vaultmeister of um, the Zappa Trust and the uh, keeper of all things on tape back there, he says that the machine still exists. Oh, wow. And it's still there. It's, quote, functioning... But uh, the, you can't. You have to play tapes on it. Obviously, that were recorded on it because you can't just take
0: that. Yeah, over. no, you can't <laughs> put a five track tape on a four track player. Something's not gonna.
1: Because <laughs> this was the only one in the world, and so the only tapes that are going to work on it are the ones you did on it. Um, but I just I found that fascinating because all that early stuff is is uh, he was he was he was great about preserving things.
0: Yeah, he really there's... was it's amazing they're still kicking out live shows that and I'm happy that some of the older ones are turning up because just the earlier the live show of him for me it's like the better
1: yeah it's great stuff there's the one who got released last week actually called uh, Funky Nothingness Mm -hmm. and it's it was originally apparently according to them was originally designed to be the follow up to hot rats, uh-huh. but but it got cut up and put in other. You know he did. He yeah, did that. It, so um, it got remangled. There, I gotta. I have to shout out to these guys too, because if you've not heard them, it's it's worthy to uh, to uh, drop the needle, as we'd say, uh, on these guys. Uh, a guy named Scott Parker. Hmm. hosts a program called the zappa cast he's been doing it for years mm-hmm. and uh it's in concert with the zappa family uh, thing and all that so joe travers is, is a frequent guest on there and um, a lot of alumni who have come back to visit some people that you thought aren't you dead no okay <laughs> uh but they're not and it's great and so but what's great is that travers will tell you about how he's trying to pull all this stuff you know back together from uh what's indicated on the, on the labels of some of these, these tapes because apparently uh, Frank had built this monumental tome that never got released. It got repurposed. Hmm. It, was, it was something going to be called The Collected Improvisations of the Mothers of Invention. He had, he had envisioned this as a 19-album box set just sit on that for a minute (laughs) but apparently he repurposed it before he had the chance to even do it so a lot of these tracks either got eliminated shortened or or scattered to all these other releases that came out in the ensuing years but i just thought wow what the hell it's
0: just that he had a mind like that i mean i remember reading years ago that he was coming out with an album called no commercial potential right that never. it it never but all the songs talked about on it that popped up somewhere in some form or other over the next (laughs) 15 years and then he stopped releasing anything for a while and then zoodle came out which was sonically so different than anything he'd ever done before yeah and then he almost never did another real studio album he would take live shows that he conducted and sweeten mm-hmm. them with a few musicians at a time but yeah it
1: was it was that period at, right after what has been uh called later uh leather uh-huh. that that album which uh because of the delightful people at warner brothers <laughs>
0: oh, him, him and labels
1: yeah. <laughs> he, they refused his contract his contract uh, specified that he had four more albums to do to be done with them. Right. So he did them yep. all at once and gave them the option to release it that way. And they said, Nah, I, don't I can't. So he went down to the local radio station and he put it on the air so everybody could hear it because they weren't going to release it the way yep. he had intended. And that was the end of that and a big lawsuit and all that. And he eventually got free, of course. but. Yeah, then he started his own label, which is the, you know, that was the smart move to do. And then you hire someone like Capital to do your distribution, and that's it. Yep. They're just jobbers at that point.
0: Yeah, but Capital, I mean, they did well with the Beatles. But <laughs> Not added, bad. added Reverb, and well, they had their reasons for changing, you know, as far as royalties and all that. And any business person at the time probably would have done the same thing yeah it's just awkward, especially now because most people know the Beatles albums as completely different entities than is like hammered into my brain from growing up with them.
1: yeah, I know. you know, and we when we were first talking about this, I know it seems <laughs> that seems like this is the most daunting idea ever. But it would kind of would be fun to uh, at some point just take a little bite-sized piece of maybe the the initial canon of his yeah i I would be
0: game for going the distance with those because yeah well i got spotify recently i used to have the albums all over the place and spotify has everything right when spotify started i was like this is stupid they'd have like a re-recorded version instead of the original of a lot of songs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I dismissed it for about three, four years. And recently I got a password. <laughs> and now it's like I have to have my own membership for what they're charging. You, you have I mean, it makes Apple Music seem like a joke. Almost everybody is on there. There are very few people mm-hmm. who don't have everything on there, including like yeah. You know, you could buy an extended version of an album. Their extended versions have like a whole other disc somehow of (laughs) stuff that wasn't on the commercial release.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's worthy of. I mean, it's almost worthy just for him, but um, they were doing, they might still be. You remember, you remember Live
0: 365? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I still run a station that's on it for the local youth group. Hot well, there you radio. go. It's it's the it's most horrible it. interface on earth. But yeah, I did did I volunteer and do the do.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's it's still doing its thing. Back in like 2001 or two or three, or early 2000s, I know it was early 2000s um, when Zappa uh, launched their website. Yep, they had a radio button. And they still do, but it's not. It doesn't go to them. It goes some somewhere else. But uh, you 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 could just push that button, and you could listen to. It'd be weeks before you heard anything twice. Oh, I yeah. mean, it, it, the, the catalog is is ridiculous, and and the uh, <laughs> growing posthumously
0: here, as well. Um, no, only like Willie Nelson has a bigger catalog than Frank Zappa. Willie Nelson. It's amazing how many albums somehow he came out with.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're, a, they're a prolific people. Well, of course, Willie's been going, he's been going a long time.
0: Since he's, late 50s, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's been going a while. But, uh, you know, if, he, if Frank had been active then, he'd probably give him a run for his money. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, and covered a much wider, I mean, I don't think there's a genre. He didn't, well, he didn't do a hip-hop song that I can think of, but. There, no, not hip-hop, but he did do
1: something called promiscuous.
0: We go. The Surgeon General, Dr. Cooper, is supposed to give you all the proof. But when he's with PMRC, the poop he's scooping amazes me. C-SPAN showed him all dressed up in his phony Dr. God, get up. He looked in the camera and fixed his specs. He gave a fascinating lecture about anal sex. Anal sex. Um. So when was the first time you saw him? I only got to see him live once Mm. on the last tour at Poughkeepsie Mid-Hudson Civic Center oh wow and unfortunately they were controlling you had to sit and it was all folding chairs on the floor and there was a psychopath sitting in front of me that even security was afraid of and the man did not stop shouting and standing in front of me for the entire show and i did enjoy the show but that really took the edge off of it
1: oh man well you're very lucky because you saw the 88 band then. oh that they were s-
0: that was just so tight
1: <sighs> that's uh one of the one of the greatest uh ex- you know it's funny f- it took him his whole life <laughs> but two things happened first he got that band together which by far was
0: the greatest band you never heard
1: that's right that's right uh and also he uh, yes but and also he got to work with Ensemble Modern from uh, the Czech Republic. And those guys are, they're brilliant. To this day, uh, they're still releasing material, his material in in context with some of their other work. And it's wonderful. I mean, the stories he'd used to tell about working with the LSO and other symphonies and so forth being what he said was basically worse than working in rock and roll band. (laughs) Because the egos were even more inflated and more ridiculous and then he meets these people who are, they're at rehearsal two and a half hours before he gets there to start rehearsal because they are that much committed to it. And, it, and, and then when you turn around and you hear them play synclavier music in acoustic formats. <laughs> This was never intended to be played by a human being. This and they is do it. written for a machine and they do it and it's impeccable. It's like, oh my God. I, yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well I, he would have played with them, but I it's it's I wonder whether he ever would have tried to play especially with the technology now. Mm-hmm. It's just no reason to fight with egos and people oh and... yeah
1: oh absolutely i yeah, the only reason to do it would have been for the performance aspect you and, know, as he got sicker, obviously that wasn't gonna happen. Uh, he made some great attempts for sure but uh, uh yeah i i was I was very blessed to have seen him many times never saw the 88 band because they never made it to where I was living.
0: Did you ever get close enough to see what he was using as a pick? Because there's the footage of him on the Mike Douglas show, and I'd swear he's using a John Kennedy half dollar for his guitar pick. I have seen him do that. Okay. With metal,
1: I I have seen him do that. Yeah, I I. That's a hard. Mix. In fact, that was a thing. That's a <laughs> that was a thing for a while. Actually, people were doing that. You know, you can buy them now. I'm I'm really happy to say that a show that I had attended in 1984, mm-hmm. uh, at the uh, it's no longer there. It's the Bayfront Center in St. Petersburg, Florida. That performance of a uh, ship too late to save a drowning witch and the Green Hotel is on you can't do that on stage anymore volume three so listening to that again knowing that you're sitting in the audience and that th- that is the weirdest existential echo i think i've ever experienced it's just yeah i'm sitting in that Very audience
0: weird. and it's, it's just the number of musicians that pass through that band over yeah 25 years is just
1: yeah it's astounding
0: um and so many of them
1: um, were either emerging, you know, and then after that experience, went on to do incredible work with you know other people. Not like not like working with Frank, but certainly incredible. What the, the the guy that comes to mind immediately is uh, Adrian Ballou. Oh who, um, yeah, his work with with Zappa and and also King Crimson. Yeah, just. Um, there's a guy who lives for this. He, yeah, he honestly just did lives something
0: with Les Claypool, I think. Yes. Did you see that too? Yeah, that was. <laughs> although the people, some of them just disappeared, like George Duke.
1: Yeah, they they although they stayed friends, from what I understand, they were always there were always connections there. Uh, but yeah, George kind of had. He did this. You wanted to do that jazz thing, you know. And, and uh, uh, on this release, I just picked up there's a demo that frank produced for george that's included as four separate tracks and uh uh oh it's called waka wazoo ooh so it's all those sessions and then as a as one of the mystery disks uh there are four or five tracks by george duke and frank produced them you can
0: hear it but you can hear where 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 george wanted to go you you certainly could yeah he was more of a straight jazz guy at heart yeah. And, he, and Zappa produced the, the last official Grand Funk Railroad album. Yes, he did.
1: <laughs> Which, I, from what I understand, Mark Farner still to this day says, "Wow, man, best record we ever did. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it may well have been. I mean, they didn't have any hits. Yeah, but. I, I probably was
1: closer to what they were all about, you know, because that would certainly And he be... rescued
0: the Turtles when their management yes. went sour.
1: Yeah, 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 that's right. And who knew? I don't know what you were thinking, but when I heard that, <laughs> I thought they were joking. I thought it was like, Zappa? What? Okay, how's this going to work? Oh, it worked really well. Worked really well. Some of the most bizarre uh, music to come out of that period. And
0: the live shows, I mean, every one of them I've heard is just, it's not like hearing it. some band on tour and it's the same show over and over. Oh, no, no,
1: no. Uh, and 200 Motels, you know, which was, which was coming out during that whole period period of time i'm so glad that this older stuff is uh, and some stuff we've never heard is is starting to come out i can see in some of these releases as much as i appreciate them why he probably would not have elected to to do that i think his if you look at that that you can't do that on stage anymore collection that Mm -hmm. all those discs there are very specific tracks he has in there and there are very specific performances and i i have a copy of it's called The Last, what is it called? The Last Show? The eight, yeah, the last, US, the last U.S. Performance, Zappa 88. Uh-huh. And though there's some great stuff there. They're not as great as the one he put together, though. The energy in that show, because it was from all over the world. It wasn't right. just from the U.S., but the energy in there and the interplay and the laughing and the fun that these people are having on stage was, in spite of what was going on allegedly backstage where things were falling apart um, and everything. Is just a delight to hear. I don't know how many times I've played it, but it's, it's just a delight.
0: And just that he could take, do these long form things like Billy the Mountain. And yes, the one he put on the album is probably the best overall of all of them, but there's sure. so many parts that didn't get included in that that are mm-hmm. remarkable. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, you know,
1: that would be the other thing. They do something like uh, King Kong, for instance, which is this voluminous epic. And they change it. They would every every, you know, like, and I think Ian Underwood, who was a uh, keyboard player and horn player for them for a while. Yeah, he said that, you know, every show, there'd be some tweak. And you'd have to understand these guys would have to memorize how many hours of material, you know, because every night they would call up something and Frank would have an idea, you know, and we're gonna do a little adjustment to this.
0: And it, yeah, he was able to just, well, once he got good enough musicians or, well, I think Ian Underwood was the first one that he could yeah. communicate with on a higher on musical level. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, the mothers were, he pushed them as far as- As they could go. A bar band. <laughs> That's right. Could possibly going a little farther, but yeah, you that yeah. they just one by one dropped off and said, Look, we love you, Frank, but we can't do this.
1: <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I mean, and you gotta hear it. You hear it from from the early days where he wanted to to take that stuff. And uh uh you you know, you're absolutely right too about Zoodalures. That was a real shock. And I and I you read some of the history about that album, and uh first of all, it was a it was a quartet
0: really yep. right it's smallest like, uh, band he ever worked with
1: absolutely and very in your face oh yeah and all and also produced some of the most uh anthemic tracks that he's uh he's done um uh, black napkins
0: and- oh yeah just wind up working in a gas station <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just, but my favorite, and it scared the hell out of me the first time I heard it on that album. It really really did. There was something about that extra voice part. The torture never stops, Aww. which is an amazing piece of work. Every time I hear it, I, you know, it's just it is one of my it's just one of my um but the first time I heard it, that young lady who was undergoing further entertainment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like,
1: what is happening yeah. here? And there was a guy out here who was Frank's copyist, okay, for years, and he said that uh, he was working with Frank around that time to uh, translate a lot of the, the stuff into notation. And he came to Frank's house one day to f- to further his work and heard that those uh, outtakes, I guess it was of a. Uh, her performance and asked uh what what <laughs> what's going on here and uh frank just told him is like oh it's just a little entertainment it's
0: just a little it's just a little and that song is i mean you it's how many court you could do it live really yes. easily yes and did he have, i don't think that yeah there
1: are uh, live versions of that yeah there are live versions of it
0: All green and buzzin' in his dungeon of grumble and kiss their clothes and scratch their matted hair. A tiny little light from a window hole. A hundred yards. And for years, I just had a direct reference for his studio albums, not his live albums. Yeah. And Aside from Roxy and elsewhere.
1: Oh god, let's go so good. Which just so good. That,
0: that when I finally got my hands on it, I was just a kid when these were coming out. So I had to save up money. And then I was in Monticello, New York. So <laughs> I had to special order these records. And some of the the one record store would not that I won't he refused to special order Frank Zappa. Oh uh, what Wow. Well, that that was maybe it was the devil's music or something. I guess. Wow. I remember going in there wanting to order burnt weenie sandwich, and he just looked me in the face like I was asking him to order. You know, whip me, fuck me, kill me, suck me.
1: <laughs> that wasn't on any of Frank's albums. Yeah. Just just saying, but yes, absolutely.
0: But I eventually got my hands on all of it one way or another uh in the summers it's a summer resort town and a lot of my zappa growth came from these guys who ran a t-shirt shop called the international bippy shop this must have been (laughs) 1972 (laughs) 73 now you're in it and yeah they would order (laughs) the records for me and i think all the extra money i made working in an arcade that summer went Went to that yep
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well we do what we have to do don't we oh yeah uh for zappa oh yeah yeah it's uh, and, you know i guess it's kind of hard for people on the outside i mean a lot of folks have uh great af- a- affection for for musical artists and so forth and i, I i'm shocked
0: frank that. just can't get on the zappa bandwagon. and he's tried sincerely a few times mm-hmm. and it's just there's something about it that I, I
1: guess, I, yeah, I guess it is. I there mean, are, there is music out there There truly is an acquired taste. There really, there truly is. I don't know that Frank is that way. It, I think you have to start. I always point people to one size fits all. That's the as one. The, as, yep. Because look, this is going to be the safest entry for you, and then you can go explore. You can go back in the catalog and go forward and, and have a happy day because it, it will be uh, very different and, and wonderful for you. But that album is usually the easiest accessible in point yep. uh, and funny and wonderful and just...
0: Oh, you know, yeah, uh, and the time chat is Andy. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs>
1: <Ugh>. Florentine Pogan. <laughs> she was the daughter of a wealthy
0: Florentine Pogan. Oh, yeah. She was a debutante, Daisy with a color note. Oh, yeah.
1: Deep in the street, she drove a fifty nine. You know, I had to do a, a, some research to actually find out what the hell he was talking. He'd never said found out it's
0: a cookie a florentine pogan is I co- i i didn't know that either <laughs> a cookie with a florentine motif on the top of it uh-huh. so
1: there you are so she was the daughter of a cookie
0: <laughs> oh man yeah and his material like that it just keeps giving 50 years later
1: it, yeah it's more joy there's more joy. But so I yeah I get it that, that some people have a hard time with that, but I think sometimes it's just they come into it. Somebody drops something like lumpy gravy on their lap. Okay, that might take a little, just a little understanding because there's a lot going on there. There's an orchestra. There's yeah. spoken word parts. There's all no, sorts of classical
0: things. music. Still, I have to like take a nice deep breath. Because I want that instant gratification yes, to this very sure. day in my music. And no, you really have to let it get in yeah. your head.
1: Yeah. Yellow shark and stuff like that. It's it's um it's
0: but Francesco Zappa, which that that album you could fool somebody into saying Frank Zappa did an album of Christmas music. Let's listen to it on Christmas. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it he,
1: never, he never got to do. I think he was planning on it, but uh, he never but, got to do an a, an album of Varice. I, I oh, know he right. was wanted to do that, but right. uh, I've heard those before. I before I was aware of his uh, uh, love of that guy. Um, I had heard a, a, a selection called Ionization, and it's only in, in retrospect that you see where. Where his little aw- he's not ripping off Maurice. It, it, it's it's there's there's homages certainly, yep. but there's like I think there's a, like a tonal understanding. Yeah, no, and a
0: kinship kind- just between the way they think about music. Yeah, and then you got like yeah. Johnny Guitar Watson's old single Three Hours Past Midnight," which yes. you almost hear Zappa's primal guitar solo style. <laughs> being played in what 1958
1: yes yes yeah oh, man i'm so glad those two guys um <laughs> found each other because he he was uh his vocals on something like down in france my, yep. that, i'm i smile all the way through that thing couldn't get much airplay uh, airplay but um yeah it's what it's one of the
0: funkiest tracks <laughs> the, the stuff he got airplay out of is just I Don't Want to Get Drafted. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Which it's a cute song. I had the single and the whole thing shot yes. in the foxhole, the whole bit. But... Uh, exactly. <laughs> when people find, oh, this is Frank Zappa. Well, let's listen to some more, Brett. And I'd put on something i go... <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Huh. Where's that younger, funnier guy?
0: And his love of doo-wop. I mean, Ruben and the Jets. That album gets better every... And it really there wouldn't have been a Sha without Reuben and the Jets and without Sha a good case can be made for the whole rock and roll revival thing that happened in the early 70s.
1: Absolutely. Because, you know, that performance at Woodstock apparently lit everybody on fire. You know, the, the thing too is uh, he was recently credited for this and I'm glad somebody pointed this out because all of us jazzers mm-hmm. always sort of look at uh, Bitches Brew as Miles Davis bridge it through as being sort of that, that turn where yeah. it fusion was born. Actually not. It was hot rats. It was hot rats. He, he beat bitches brew by few months. So 69, 70, you know, that was, that was the turning point. And, uh, yeah, you listen to to uh, hot rats now and you'll hear it. It's yeah, all over. It. That was it's the first
0: instrumental Zappa that I really didn't have a tendency to skip over when I had the albums as a kid. I mean, even yeah. when I first got it, I would listen to Willie the pimp and then take it off. But over time <laughs> it, it clicked or something. And you know, that album is and there's a lot of Sun Ra influence. on There's that another name. Yeah. There's another name. And they had that same mentality that an outsider, who demanded a lot out of their musicians and would take somebody who almost couldn't play, and if they were committed enough, would give them yes. the chance and work them. And Sun yeah. Ra would just like sit there, fall asleep, and wake back up, <laughs> and hope the band had <laughs> continued playing. Because I don't think the guy ever slept for more than an hour at a time. I can't. I can't imagine. Um, I mean, and
1: you could see his acceleration point. I mean. He was doing pretty straight-ahead stuff in the 50s there. And then as it got later in the 50s, then something...
0: (laughs) John Gilmore happened, I think.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, then we we went to Saturn, and it was the sunlight orchestra. But we must do this.
0: Uh -oh Oh, yes.
1: So... Oh, we have to do the little bit of that, you know. And and I'm thinking, with your kind permission, um, I might pepper a couple of things under what we're talking about. Oh yeah, because
0: I, I mean, it won't let it be posted on YouTube, probably. Oh, I could. So something got claimed by at the part of one of the last great appreciation showcases. Uh, that they, they it can't be heard in Russia because of a Kenny G theme song, but only in Russia. Okay. And I can never monetize it like I'm gonna monetize, yeah. Yeah, right, you're going after that for
1: sure. Although I have to say, I have heard, uh, just this today actually, I, I was, you know, was on YouTube and uh, what things will come up will be my favorite, You know, my 10 favorite Zappa songs. Ooh. And so they played 15, 25 seconds of it I still say that within the context of editorial or Mm -hmm. commentary like this, and if you kind of do it without, you know, you're pointing to it.
0: um, Well, you can even do the Beatles if you do it right. But there was this one girl who was going through all the Beatles albums and how she had to cut the songs up to get past. It was like and what they made her cut out and not cut out. she, She must add a lot of patience. Oh, my God. No, I, I don't understand
1: them. Um, I don't understand them. Well, it's all become <laughs>
0: about a buck, and I, I understand respecting people's copyright, but they used to pay you to present even a taste of their music, and now it's true. they want that 18th of a penny and you not to make any. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, and frankly, you know, to me, in some cases, especially if it's observed, if it's, you know, a... a a brief period of time used as commentary or editorial. If it is done in that way, it's promoting somebody's work. At right. least you're probably not going to run out and do that unless you hear a little piece to to get an idea of what it's like. And that is the other mystifying thing on the, on YouTube is that there's his stuff is everywhere. I mean, it's,
0: oh, no, <laughs> it's they're, literally they're, everywhere. The estate seems to be pretty easy going because they know those who are going to buy Zappa are going to buy zappa even if it's for free yeah somewhere else it has to do a little bit
1: with with gail uh she was gail zappa she had um she had a commitment to frank's work that was actually even beyond frank's work (laughs) frank just said okay when i'm dead get rid of all this stuff sell everything and we're done they said no and i'm kind of glad they didn't of course uh but she had a kind of an iron fist over that stuff, and it was very difficult for people to either perform the work or get Even rights to perform. Even his son,
0: it. at a certain point, I mean, that yeah. got a little crazy. That, that and was I, I, I go back and forth on the Zappa family trust when they auctioned off everything he owned. Yeah, I still oh, haven't no. quite swallowed that, like uh, Moon yeah. Unit. Who I, the, the, all the children, but Dweezil seemed like. They just kind of sit at home and watch TV or something. Yeah, Dweezil, you know, he he took it, well, as you know, he, he took that around. I
1: did see a couple of his performances when he came um, to Portland, and they were good, I will tell you that. They they were good, especially when he used um, alumni, right. um, Napoleon it's Brock. And so. and I'll tell you what happened to me the other day, Brett, and this mm-hmm. is going to blow your mind. Tell me. I met Napoleon Murphy Brock. Oh, wow. He... And I, by complete accident, because we were going to a show, and I know he was going to be uh, the front man for this orchestra quote mm. called the Stinkfoot Orchestra. They, I've they, heard of they them. Come, Yeah, they come out of the Bay Area. So I wanted to go see them because it was 14 pieces, and they had a great horn section. Just Ooh. awesome. And so, I, unbeknownst to me... The uh, social media maven, Regina, uh, reached out to the band before we got there and said, uh, Could we maybe hang out a little bit, talk to you, whatever? And, you know, love to meet you. And they're fine. They say, Yeah, sure, come on. We got a two and a half hour teardown after this set, so it'd be great. Yeah, come by and say something. So as we're, as we're standing there in line, from behind me, I hear uh, Regina say, uh, "There's someone here that would like to meet you." And I turn around and I'm looking right into the wow. smiling face of Napoleon Brock. So I, 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 you know, chatted for a little bit and I asked him could we please do an interview because this would be a, a wonderful thing? And he said, yes, he'd be happy to, but why don't you ask the guy whose band it is that I'm fronting and, you know, see how that works out, which, of course, was the right thing to yeah. do. So we talked with uh, Nick Chargan, and uh, we're going to schedule an interview for when they come come back to town. Awesome. And uh, But what a delightful guy, very self-effacing, and this band, Brett, is, is awesome. I, I'm just... They're playing two tempo. the The charts for this five or six piece horn section, in addition to everybody else, uh, is as tight as I have ever heard it. I mean, the band was tight. Yeah, they were really, really, really on it, and uh, great performances. And of course, Napoleon singing most of the stuff that you know he did. Uh, This is tough music.
0: So when someone, when anybody can play it live, and Frank isn't conducting it himself or his son
1: it's- right because most of the ones i've seen i don't know if you've seen any but the couple that i've seen are, are like they're giving it all but it's, it's yeah it's down tempo and it's 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 <laughs> and he knew that frank knew that that the audience was listening they weren't just all about the spectacle they were listening so you know they're like he said that one time there was some guy that gave <laughs> that gave ed man some shit because he, he he messed up a vibe intro to montana or something oh. and it was like he gave him hell and so frank literally stopped the show in the middle of another show in another song and said because of this guy ed wants to make good on it so right now he's gonna play the opening to montana the way it should have been played <laughs> and it's like all right this is what you do
0: yeah good on frank no to he, he's Sounds like, although he could be a real hard ass. Yeah. He loved his musicians.
1: He did. He did. And he always tried to feature whatever, whatever strength they had. That's what he would highlight. You know, so if you, if you had some little, some little thing in your uh, toolbox that you like to do he would make sure that was front and center you know he would give you all the opportunity in the world to do that and <laughs> so you know that but i can't imagine i can't i mean those those rehearsals had to have been pretty brutal because they would they would rehearse for months before they went on yeah premiere,
0: you no, know and took the tour yeah and most of those people i think that just they would rather have been in a much easy but they respected zap and they wanted they wanted to do it obviously Mm -hmm. because it was not an easy ride for anybody even somebody was a great musician he would push them to be that much better like Baloo Steve Vai
1: yeah god these are incredible incredible talents um and that's interesting you know Steve Vai uh, uh virtuoso beyond virtuosos but, you know, imagine imagine being, I don't know how old he was, 17, 18, I don't know how old he was. Imagine presenting <laughs> imagine presenting Frank with a book of gu- guitar tablature based on all his solos that he transcribed and wrote right out. Man, yeah, but it got him the gig. It got him the gig. Stunt guitarist. You know? And thank God it, it is out there and hasn't
0: been yeah. canceled. I was hoping there was more Verve Year stuff to come. When it, they did Mofo, I was really hoping for one of those for every Verve album. Oh wow! Well, now I'm not going to speak
1: for Joe Travers, but I know he has he has everything now. Well, that. they have everything, right? Well, at least they the, didn't the sell thing, that, right? <laughs> God. No, from what I do know, the only thing that's still not in their possession is the actual master to 200 Motels. The film, yeah, they don't they don't have because that's MGM, and for some reason they're being very tight sphinctered. Well, it's like it's,
0: it's, it's, yeah, try to do anything from a Broadway show. Oh it's yeah, right, exactly. Thing. And plus
1: the LSOs in it, and that
0: goofy popping that Olson and Johnson does, which you can see on YouTube, but right? In the United States, there will probably never be a commercial release for the same reason that. Orgy and best when they show it, it's once. Oh man. Uh and what like Frank said when he talked about the Broadway shows that uh one of his relatives or in-laws worked on. Right. You you you're in it. There's a f- documentation of it. You can see it once. Once you have seen it once, you can can you imagine all the Broadway shows that are documented and rotting? Right, right. And even when That's... they go out of copyright, they will not let you see the film. That's crazy. Yeah, no kidding. That's just crazy.
1: That is, uh, and and for what,
0: really? To pre- well, it was, I think, originally to protect it from film industry uh, destroying Broadway. Mm. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> No, Broadway did that all by itself. No
0: kidding. <laughs> Especially now, everything is a hip hop remake of something else. Usually, a bad movie. Like as much as I can appreciate something like Little Shop of Horrors, even which started it. Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll let, let's just watch the Corman film, please. Please, and the music
1: of Fred Katz, who I was just talking to someone about the other day. What great music! Yeah. Oh. God. Oh, I can I frankly I love that movie. I love that movie. I love that texture. I love that black and white. It was done for a dollar and it's a great score and it's ah.
0: It's oh yeah, I lot. remember the first time I saw it I didn't know what I was watching. I was flipping around the channels sometime in the 70s. It was on WR. I didn't even know the title of it for a couple of years after. It was just this plant and this guy and oh, is that Jack Nicholson? You know. Yeah. Do you like monster movies? (laughs) I
1: really like monster movies. Let me tell you something. Do you like monster movies? Anybody?
0: I love monster movies. I simply adore monster movies, and the cheaper they are, the better they are. And cheapness, in the case of a monster movie, has nothing to do with the budget of the film, although it helps. But... True cheapness is exemplified by visible nylon strings attached to the jaw of a giant spider. <laughs> I'll tell you a good
1: one that I saw one time. I think the name of the film was It Conquered the World. And the, do you ever see that one? The monster looks sort of like an inverted ice cream cone with teeth around the bottom. It's like a, like a teepee or a, sort of a rounded
0: off like pup tent. Movie. Oh, cheapness.
1: Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I mean...
0: Uh, and his taste for junk culture.
1: Uh, oh, and it was funny too, because for some reason, that, that particular movie has eluded... I don't know why. It's in the Corman Library. I don't know why that movie, It, conquered the world. I don't know why it uh, has eluded a proper Blu-ray release. Um, this is very mystifying to me. Let's call up Doc Sleeves right now and find out why that
0: is. Yeah, there's one film. I, I think I messaged you once. It's yes. I and I. It's not the Hammer film Doc Sleeves said it was, and mm-hmm. I have yet uh, th- one of the limited with the red dot. With the red dot, and it, it's just a mystery. They must have seen it in Europe sometime S- in the '80s or early '90s, and. Mm-hmm. I have asked everybody I know who is a horror film person, and we cannot figure out what it is. Maybe it was just a bad dream. It's hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) Was it made in the 70s, any Chats, or was it the 80s? Well, it probably had to have been made after Friday the 13th because it follows that. It's a slasher thing? Yep. But it's these people with a red dot on their head. Okay. But, Yeah. And they made a film here that's just premiering it played at uh during our fiesta and i didn't get to see it but everybody's raving about it it's called cop versus killer mm. and it's supposed to be well i think it's first being officially released this month we got a sneak preview in may ah, at fiesta cool so i'm keeping it it's not on file sharing it's not anywhere although that weebly or whatever that uh god what's it it's one of those like oh tubi tubi yeah has all those b crapo movies i think they cornered the market on just about everything <laughs> the artist shaman <laughs> so, q he's another one who's one of these elevated people but has a taste for the worst in junk culture movies
1: awesome well we definitely could hang um. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no there's there's something charming about that i i love those things i get a lot of ribbing for some of the uh, stuff in that library upstairs but I, I i will say that uh there's there's joy in that there's oh, there's yeah. like
0: cheapness canaveral cape canaveral monster that, oh I, I used to watch that whenever it was on local TV because it had the arm hanging out of the car window that That's that it. was about as like gross a thing as you could see on tv in that ear yeah
1: it was pretty lurid, this thing. And it was black and white. And so, you know, all the blood was uh, chocolate syrup. But they had a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very bloody yeah, little thing. <laughs> you probably had it. and I know we did. We had a thing called uh, Chillers from Science Fiction. Mm-hmm. That was the syndicated capsule that all these... That, that those probably film. came out
0: of Chiller Theater, which we had on WPIX for years and years and years yeah that yeah, and creature features on what later became fox metromedia
1: yeah yeah shock theater you know the, every 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 uh town had their their little uh syndicated button and, and, and that i never tire of that there there are some of these things that come out today in particular uh it's like, you're going to watch that probably once.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. And okay, it's all right. But uh, the yeah. area, although I was surprised, I saw one of Kid Rocks movies recently. Kid Rocks movies. And I thought, okay, this is just, and it was actually quite good. What was it? I, I'll have to get the title to you. I don't remember which one, but I really, it, it was fine. It was a great B movie. Oh. His wife stars in them as like, And he's done about five or six, but this is the. I I will get you the title because. Wow, I had no idea he was even doing that. Yep. And his music, I can go back. You know, it's like yeah, him and Nickelback and. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're very important to somebody somewhere, just like Fred Durst, I'm sure.
1: I'm sure perfect example yes exactly <laughs> limp biscuit
0: <laughs> Jesus. even his own band
1: couldn't stand that music no and you know i watched i think it was it was woodstock, woodstock yeah it was woodstock 99 Have you ever seen the documentary of this, oh, this yeah. performance that was horrifying oh yeah it was just utterly horrifying uh, whole place. It looks like, it looked like it, a, a Inferno. It looked like I was hideous, lucky it you know? didn't
0: become another Bond. It was that close. On, on and a, like It people, was that lot, close. And a lot of people dying, yes.
1: Yes, exactly. And I mean, just this guy, whether it was done for show or he was just feeling the angst of that audience. I mean, just egging them on. Just egging them on, you know.
0: Well, Fred Durst. Well, Fred That—that's him. He's just that full of himself.
1: Yeah, that in the context of the Zappa universe, that never happened. Uh, no, they did experience fire at Montreux, but that wasn't their fault. <laughs> Smoke on the water is a real thing, friends. Yeah, and it—it uh, uh, it happened. Lost all their equipment and everything, and uh, between that and the. I've only seen little, tiny, brief pieces of footage Mm -hmm. of the Palermo, Italy concert in 1982, where the police and the army got into a scuffle. So they're fighting each other, and... Tear gas is going off into the crowd, and, and the crowd has nothing to do with this, by the way. They're just there to see Frank, and they don't care what's going It's happening on the outside of the stadium, and unfortunately, because of that, all this gas it's is coming, coming into, into this. Oh, God. And you've got footage of, of uh, Ray White trying to get through, you know, Green Hotel or whatever he's singing, and he's just tearing up. And they're going through it and they're like wiping their eyes down and everything. And uh, eventually they did get through it. And then they were trapped there because they couldn't get out of the the area until the, the, the disturbance had
0: cleared. Yeah.
1: But I mean. <laughs> Who's going
0: to protect you when those guys are <laughs> no. trying to kill each other?
1: This <laughs> is a scout. It's like, oh, yeah, just another day on the road.
0: Uh, yeah. I just consider myself lucky that I got turned on to Zappa so young. Yes. I don't know if I, I mean, the second Zappa album I ever owned, I bought it at a flea market and I only got it because the cover looked like Sgt. Pepper. Oh my God. And I thought the album would be like a straight on satire of Sgt. Pepper. I brought it home and I remember (laughs) putting it on. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, yeah, these are the same people as, uh, yeah, that freak out album my cousins had. And yeah, that just, I, and I used to bring it to summer camp. Oh man! And I, I think I got in a little trouble with some other kids' parents for exposing them to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God! Yeah. Oh, uh, you know it's funny because you know he says that it's been in numerous documentaries, but the it's such it's such a perfect parody of the of the uh, Sergeant Pepper's cover. They they did legal did run it by the Beatles. They had no problem, but somebody else did.
0: have Capitol Records or yeah, right, yep,
1: yeah, somebody else up there who doesn't know shit from Shinola apparently had some issues, so they couldn't do
0: it. Well, they didn't get crushed as bad as uh, Negative Land did, and and you two revision wise. Oh, "Oh, what we didn't have a problem with it. It was it was that guy over there. Although I can understand, I mean, you two in big letters and negative land on in little letters. Yeah. It was, come on.
1: It, it was, they were, they were poking the beast. They knew. Well, yeah. But,
0: I, and I've been listening but, to those over the edges. Those are just, they are so good. And th- there's more of those in Gene Shepherd shows and they're like, oh, I know. Four hours <laughs> no, long. They're, each. Yeah. They're, they're like a
1: set, a, a day of a experience. There's a documentary too on um, KPFA. Um, and 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 specifically him don joyce Don uh it's called how not to do radio or something like that yeah that was utterly fascinating
0: and i've talked to weebly a few times on facebook and i I keep saying i want to be the the next new member of negative land which he thinks is hilarious (laughs) and weatherman was a friend on facebook while he was on facebook but It Mm -hmm. it, it was too much for him, and he had to leave Facebook. I don't blame him. Well, he's not exactly. He is that obsessive and obsessively clean and. Yeah, not. Very serious about his stuff. Yeah, sure. Brilliant. He invented that booper thing before anybody was making little handheld electronic gizmos.
1: Oh God!
0: <laughs> that was him. Okay, yep. didn't know that. Oh no, that's.
1: God. I still, I still. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. I would love to, even though there is footage of it. It's not, it's not, not like sitting in Joyce's room watching him do that. Oh yeah, with like seven cart machines or turntables and reel to reel. Yeah, he was and,
0: doing it before there was digital, and you could just oh, real hell. quick like I can do cutups now. When I first started doing audio collage. It, you had to get a boombox with two yes. dual tape decks, and the pause button had to be tight, which most of them had that soft touch. And I used and to go to stores in- all over New York City to find one, and I would be testing <laughs> them. They'd be looking at me like I was nuts. Nice. Well,
1: but you got to. Otherwise, oh, you yeah. get the click and the kh- and all that and crap uh, in there. Getting back
0: to our man of the hour here. the, the He... I mean, with the equipment he had at the time, what he could do. I mean, those Verve albums were done on reel-to-reel
1: tape, cutting multi-tracks, which is, you know, what? Yes, absolutely, cutting multi-tracks. No, he, at a certain point in time, we—I was working in that format for a while, and yeah, you do it because you have to
0: sometimes. Because oh, just in expensive. radio, having to use the cutting block, it was like. Oh.
1: Yeah, I I don't regret those days. I I'm I'm, I appreciate having them and having years of that experience, but I don't miss that for one minute. Thank you and goodbye.
0: No, that was like nerve wracking,
1: crazy, crazy. Because once you cut it
0: wrong, you're done. That was the end. (laughs) You're done. Yeah,
1: and you go find an S. Go find a T. You know. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. No. No, thank you. I believe I'll pass up. but you just think of him sitting there. and I mean, you've seen those docs with him. he he would do the same thing. And I guess that was a thing with uh, folks who used uh, who actually wrote music out. He would do a lot of that uh, cut and paste with with actual uh, graph, music graph
0: right. staffs,
1: you know, he cut pieces out. And you see him all the time doing that sitting there all sweaty with no shirt on and just kind of and it's like, I God, I just I can't imagine. I just I can't imagine it. But, you know
0: you're driven
1: and that's oh, he's
0: definitely I did t- t- music was there ever a time where he just like took a break from music ever no I don't think so I think and I think maybe he knew <laughs> yeah, well hot rats <laughs> Tot- only happened because he got what thrown off that stage
1: yes exactly
0: and he and couldn't go out was- on tour and he gathered the boys and wrote the stuff and he doesn't really even play a lot on that. No,
1: and uh let's see which album was it. It was well, there's two instances of this. The 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 lumpy gravy thing. Mm-hmm. He licensed himself out right. cuz it was a different record label so he couldn't play on it. So he's on it by, you know, Proxy. But um yeah, like it was either is it Chunga's Revenge? It might be He's there's pictures of him in a wheelchair. He's playing, but he's in a he's still in a wheelchair. He's got his foot up and and all that. Um and this album this um Waka
0: uh, Joe
1: oh no. <laughs> yeah, the Chunga's Waka's Jawaka, oh, yeah. whatever <laughs> it is. It's all that. All those cuz all that stuff is kind of happening um simultaneously. But Waka Juwaka and uh, Grand Wazoo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those, those I had two. to
0: go back because when they came out, they were just too much for my little brain.
1: They're 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 a hefty they're a hefty dose. They've grown to become some of my my uh, my favorites. Um, there's some there's some very angry material on uh, us and them. You're hearing it right now, folks. These guitar solos right here. Uh, obviously, it was record company stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was coming up. That is just—I mean, I get it. I totally get it. You're you're dealing with probably some of the worst people in the industry. I can't imagine cocaine decisions. That—that's oh, yeah. a, a factual thing. It is exactly what happened during that time and how it affected not only his life but uh, the lives of many artists. Oh no, anybody
0: who wasn't like. capitulating and just. just Doing what the corporate masters demanded to provide a commercial package for the kids. Yeah,
1: for the kids. I, I, I yes. What did he used to call it? A, a something mover unit, a
0: friendly something. Yeah, friendly yeah. unit mover <laughs> or something. Yeah,
1: because yeah, <laughs> yeah it wasn't going to do that. Wasn't going to do that because anytime you're talking about the prime rate poodle, <laughs> you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Oh, God. I love that. I'm, I'm glad he published that. There was an article he attempted to submit to Newsweek, and, of course, they they took one look at his article and said, I'm sorry, you're just a little too idiosyncratic for us, Mr. Zappa, so I'm afraid we're going to have to decline. But if you read that article, he's, he's got it somewhere. It's on his in archive somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's brilliant. And, yes, it is very idiosyncratic, but it's also very funny, very insightful, and really kind of uh, distills down the whole political entertainment complex uh as 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 it is i mean and we're living it right now
0: oh yeah no it's a uh, uh, frank zappa versus the mothers of prevention yes wonderful. is another anyway. like it, it, he was a little perturbed at the time <laughs>
1: <laughs> rightly so that was a time where uh record labeling was going to be the pmrc were all over the uh, trying to uh get labeling and but tax it you know that was the weird thing
0: oh yeah well it's also we need a little you know we, those uh, our bank yeah. accounts uh offshore in uh costa rica <laughs> need some more gravy <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly because the interest rate is so good there
0: uh <laughs> man oh one day that somebody a good hacker is just gonna make all that money disappear into somewhere in Russia.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Maybe they already have, Uh, you, you never know. Yeah, but uh, you know they got they got their little label. Yeah, how thing. do you complain
0: when all your Costa Rica money suddenly you get a bank <laughs> statement and it says twelve dollars and seventy five cents?
1: <laughs> Who do you complain to?
0: <laughs> the FCC, yeah. the FTC, the FTC. Yeah. And, uh, no, and all these. I mean, the number of live shows on Spotify is just. I'm trying to scroll down to get to his studio albums. Because that's wow. how they're presented it's like the title and then all the tracks and then another mm-hmm. and it's just scroll 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 five minutes later scroll 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 <laughs> and then finally you get a few and then there's some more live it's it's just vast
1: so the so are the live albums like uh f- from like the boot
0: leg period or there are, Obviously, they're getting them through the Zappa Family Trust because they're legit, but I don't think there are that many in actual release. I think a lot of these are virtual albums that they've cleaned up the tapes and they realize it's going to be another 30 years before they can really release them. And they'll take that eighth of a cent to play or whatever they get. (laughs) And somebody actually has taken an interest in making his music available or like there would be nothing on YouTube.
1: No, it's true. Uh, A couple of the people who have, there's a guy named, uh, there's a channel called the Aaron channel and another one called BRT tag or Brit tag or whatever. Those are people who are actually connected to them in some way. So they have kind of carte blanche, Um, but still it's there. And frankly, if they don't do this, you know, and and if people like Nick and and uh, folks like that uh, aren't allowed to uh, present this material, it you know, it's like everything else. It just it'll it'll just evaporate. So, yeah, you know, shows like we're doing right now, yeah, things like this, something the, to keep the, the message alive. And no, it's 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 not for everybody. But like Frank said. He made music for the people who liked it. Yeah. And so there's a lot more of them than, than are probably a war. Some of them are being born right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, one, I hope. I mean, he's he hasn't faded. I mean, a lot of these artists, I mean, Elvis, I think his day has finally come where he's mm-hmm. really going to do that big fade. The yeah. people who are the diehard fans are...
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. You know, yeah, Just like
0: the Bing Crosby fans and somebody like jackie gleason forget it now yeah. he's so politically yeah. to the moon alice and that angry yeah. cis male he's yes. finished yep it's true yeah a lot of that is just and i tried to turn <laughs> some younger uh people on to jackie he scared them it was not shouting funny yelling all.
1: shouting yeah. yeah
0: no no you can't raise your voice like that anymore even if you're angry you have to Yes, you know you've upset me very much, Alice. (laughs) And I think we need to have a little talk. One of these days. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, it's a thing of its time. Some of it was just,
0: you know. And the old time radio that I used to include in my shows. Yeah. I don't, a lot of it, I no longer feel comfortable presenting. I'm Jack Benny. As great as Rochester is. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know he's con and I I don't even know how to put it, but young people they hear that and it's like horrible. Well well please for, just for
1: me, don't drop any of the Bob and Ray. Because oh, every no, time I are, hear
0: although when they I skipped some them doing some Chinese voices. <laughs> and Gene <laughs> Shepard, when he would do his friend who ran the Chinese restaurant. Yes. I will mm-hmm. know because it's just off putting to yeah. the nth degree. i mean, other mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I'm that Bob and Ray. There's one thing on archive.org that just has everything in one place. Uh, oh it, wow. It's like oh, the best great. of the best of the complete Bob and Ray. And it has all those other compilations that are Mm -hmm. also on archive plus a bunch of stuff that i've never heard
1: and that uh i've heard this yeah you played a couple uh one Vic and say that was probably the cleanest
0: oh this version of that i've ever heard he's dying he's this old radio collector and he's been releasing his stuff for free pay what you will but these people yeah. on Facebook are busting his balls because he'll only do flax. He should do MP3s.
1: Oh, no, no. no that's great to, to keep the quality up. Yeah.
0: It, they annoyed him so much, he's no longer posting them on Facebook.
1: Is he available somewhere? Oh, mean, yeah, you, you can
0: friend him. And if you look up Ted Davenport online, okay. he has this really rinky-tink site. But if you contact mm-hmm. him, he'll start sending you the links I mean, all those, I, and I think those several Vic Sades that are out of circulation but are recorded and only in collector hands, he right. quietly included Whoa. in that. Because I have heard one or two going through it that I'm pretty sure I never heard before.
1: They are, they, that, that one in particular was like, oh, this was is... White. But even the ones
0: that aren't, they're much better than the versions on good.org or anywhere else. Good, Yeah, because, you know,
1: people try to help them, and they run them through noise reduction and all that, and it just makes them sound like crap. And well, the uh, nice if there thing is, a-
0: is, once some AI is in the hands of the consumer, yes. we're going to be able to clean up all those quiet pleases that you can't yes. hear, and all those, vic- and probably take all those Vic and Sage scripts,
1: yes and, and feed it through the ai <laughs> and
0: it'll we'll have all those shows yeah yeah not oh recreations but voices that sound remarkably like bill idelson yes and, and they'll do it they'll Bernadette do it Flynn they'll. and clarence hartzell i'm uh,
1: i'm I, I haven't sprung it yet in the show but i i'm going to in the next uh, hmm, month or two but uh i've been i've been doing some deep dive into 11 labs.io and uh, these guys, these guys are pretty, they're pretty slick. And I, I see what, you know, again, we're being used as the R&D for this company, uh, as we are for all of those companies. But I'm impressed by what they do from the range of uh, expressiveness. The expressiveness is getting better and better daily. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's like, wow. And, you know, you don't have quite the control you do when you're a text-based you know, video or text based uh, art kind of thing. Yep. It's it's still kind of trying to find the clever way of typing something. So yep. that the. Uh, tr-
0: yeah, to make. Yeah. But what uh, Peter Bernard, who does the Dog Man stories, he's been on the channel on and off. Yeah. Uh, I had been complaining that I have to run my air conditioner because it's just so hot here. And trying to get that yeah. out in post production is like it takes half the tone out of your voice right adobe now has an online free noise reduction that's ai yes and it takes that air conditioner out like that and what he said was because it's ai if you love the 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 and thomas song like that it will yes try, it will make a song out of it because the ai detects that it's a song and <laughs> he says that i should try doing that on some of my shows so that will be Hilarious. coming up
1: Yes, that would be fun. And that Adobe's would be fun.
0: doing something free after all these years of charging way too much for a software that, you know, I still use Photoshop 7. And there's nothing I feel I'm lacking that yeah. I need to get creative stu- or subscribe at $80 a month. To- yeah,
1: ridiculous. Ridiculous. That, that they're, they're userous. I was using one of their things today. Uh, it's a... An, um, check it out too. It's called, uh, Adobe express Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it's, it's kind of taking little bits of all of their stuff. It's free. Uh, and that does have an AI component that is rather impressive. I wasn't using it for that. I was just using it to, to quickly create this, this uh, little montage thing that I I needed Mm -hmm. to do. And, uh, uh, yeah, it took about two seconds. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty damn good.
0: Uh once AI uh, all the AI, uh, I mean these things they're doing that sound like new Beatles songs. I mean, mm-hmm. two years ago it sounded like somebody was playing the Beatles in the next room, and yes, oh, is that new Beatles? Now it's like wow. And Paul is somewhat in on it. I mean, he's only using it to pull stuff out of tapes. But if he lives another five years, yeah. it could get interesting.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting.
0: Because once he's dead, they're going to lock that whole thing down tight as a drum.
1: Yeah, (laughs) literally. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm surprised
0: they wound up like on Apple Music and Spotify. Mm -hmm. Well, the the Zappa part of the world almost had that for a while. It was it was getting close because, yeah, that at a certain point, the family trust understandably was trying to crack down on bootlegs right and I, so you know
1: frank and back in the day when that was happening he he took the right approach you're not going to stop them
0: so why don't you release them and you clean know them up nicer and
1: yeah go ahead and do it and so you know those things are prized beyond belief now for oh it. yeah um yeah I, I i think that's the best way to deal with a lot of this stuff is sometimes meet it head on and, and don't you're not gonna you're not gonna stop it
0: so. oh yeah not it's it's like a lot of things once the horse is out of the barn no matter what you do, the horse is out of the barn now. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, You're definitely out of the barn.
0: Very much, and
1: down the way, and oh, yeah. clearing, clearing it. Well, let me make a proposition to you. Okie dokie. Because I would, I'm jazzed. I love what's happening here. So, what say we plan to? It will take little bites. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why don't we plan to do that? Why don't we plan to take a deep dive into these? Uh, into this catalog. All and, right. You
0: know. uh, so let's... Uh, at some time in the next... You know, when we both have time, let's uh, look at, say, Freak Out and Absolutely Free, the first two albums. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Let's do that.
0: And see what happens. Because, yeah, I am game. And uh, if we get even one person who has not fallen into the conceptual continuity <laughs> to... <laughs> It's it's a win. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's a win. Another convert. Yeah, because I just don't I mean and and the funny thing about all those Beatles things we did, I could not find one person to send in a segment and tell me how much they hated the Beatles, how stupid they were, how they're immature. Not one person and I I like kept putting it out, you don't have to like them. I want to hear what you didn't like, what you nope nobody nobody i thought doc well, sleaze then... was would do it because i remember years ago we did a smaller thing on the beatles and he was they just weren't that big a deal to him right to him yeah but he's yeah. he's Thanks. just such a great and eccentric character <laughs> he really <laughs> is just the best i wish he was a little more talkative <laughs> on the exit ramps
1: because yeah. it's like yeah
0: we're all so big and bombastic i think
1: yeah, like, yeah it's it's he, yeah he's he's very polite uh, that way I love his shows oh those I, I, are just I, just, I, I listen gems. to them
0: over and over and I try to find all the movies he mentions mm-hmm. in various realms of obtaining <laughs> although now I think they're all on Tubi. <laughs> There probably are. Yeah,
1: I'm sure that has ads too, right? Isn't there ads? Yeah, in
0: but those bad movies, I don't think they can get anybody to pay to put ads on them. So it <laughs> might be one ad. It isn't like watching something that's modern. Yeah, then they'll really bury you in ads. But yeah, it's very selective what they stick and how many ads they stick on things. It appears.
1: Yeah. Well, good. Good. I'll to <laughs> check them out because sometimes you just want, you know. Just absolute,
0: just, yeah. Got to have it. Like watching Gigantor, which is the beeh oh, lock up at the Ed Wood of cartoons.
1: <laughs> yes, it really is. Never thought of it that way, but yes, it is. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, Astro Boy still kind of fave for me. I still kinda of, Oh yeah. Still have a little soft spot for Astro
0: Boy. Oh yeah. No, I remember watching this. one of the few things I remember watching from a kid, and then they disappeared for years. But mm-hmm. thank God when VHS came back, people started. That was like a real renaissance in and of itself. Oh, man. Yeah. And the company that Chad used to work for, Funimation, at the. Yes. Time, they were Jeez. like the Renaissance, Renaissance when. Yes. You could only get the stuff like trading. I remember trading VHS tapes with people.
1: <laughs> and it was
0: like horrible <laughs> copies with bad subtitles and everything yeah. looked like it was made out of nylon back in the yeah. day
1: dubs of dubs of dubs of dubs yeah uh, yeah you'd still pay a premium
0: oh yeah and happily
1: <laughs> yes and happily because where else would you see it you wouldn't you know that's part of the that's part of the problem so this has been delightful no, and a, um
0: a great pleasure a- oh if you want to talk about pleasure that was just fabulous so many thanks to mark rose so many thanks to you and as you heard and, uh, as we have discussed off mic, um, there's going to be more, there's going to be more Frank Zappa here with, uh, with, with, Mark Rose and your appreciator. And until the next time we all gather and, uh, listen together, so to speak, set the controls for the heart of the fun.